0: All righty, hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter podcast for the eighteenth of August, twenty twenty-two. Happy Thursday to you, <clears throat> as you'll hear me explain. I uh, uh, I have COVID, so that's why I sound like absolute hell. I don't feel like absolute hell. I don't feel great, but I feel like absolute hell. Not a lot of energy. I threw it all into the show today, and so I uh, did do a show today, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to just do a cheat, and I'm going to cut that show in half, and I'm going to do half today and half tomorrow, because why not? You know. So that's what I'm going to do. You get about a half an hour of show here. You get about a half an hour of show there tomorrow. A friend of mine, Keith, said that uh, to yesterday's show, he's had orgasms that have lasted longer than that, to which I reminded him that his wife had not. So I want to give him something that uh, he can try to satisfy a woman to. Good luck to you, Keith. Knock yourself out. All right, so if it seems a little dated on Friday, that's just what's going on. So without any further ado, let's start the show. We got a lot to going on, a lot to talk about. If it sounds like my voice is messed up, it's only because my voice is messed up. Tested positive for COVID this morning, so good times are had by all. Yesterday, we went to uh, Traverse City, Michigan. Beautiful place, Traverse City. The day before, we went to Mackinac Island and uh, went to Traverse City yesterday. Started feeling like crap. Started feeling crummy. Thought, you know, fresh air right off of uh, Lake Michigan. Well, not Lake Michigan, but uh, the uh, the Bay, of Traverse City Bay. Grand Traverse. But I don't know what the hell they call it. Whatever. It's a big body of water. And I thought, oh, for some fresh air, some sun, soak up some vitamin D. Whatever it is, it's the cure for what ails you. And I just kept feeling worse. and or not, not horrible. I never felt horrible. I always felt just off. But I kept getting a little bit worse. So I came back to my dad's, immediately went into the bedroom, tried to take a nap. I thought maybe I was tired so I hadn't slept all that well. Didn't really fall asleep. Couldn't fall asleep. Woke up and said, you know what? I'm just not going to risk it. I went into the other room, closed the door, and I tried to sleep, tried to rest. Watched that Nicolas Cage movie, the, uh I can't remember, the incredible weight of unbearable talent or something like that. Really funny what I saw. I ended up falling asleep eventually to it. And I woke up this morning. I had a mild fever last night. I took a shower. And I woke up this morning, I still feel not 100%, but I feel much better than I did yesterday. And uh, maybe that's the NyQuil talking, maybe it's the DayQuil talking, maybe it's the Tylenol talking, whatever it is. Something's talking to me, and it feels all right. Uh, But uh, my voice is a little messed up, and I took two COVID tests, and both were positive. So I was like, oh, damn it. So I am hiding. Actually, when I was walking around, I went out to the road the dirt road here and i saw like five deer running around this morning before i i came in and started doing the show so maybe that's a good omen i don't know but i feel i feel okay i don't feel 100% i'm a little sweaty my fever has i don't know maybe my fever is broken because i'm a little bit sweaty but uh my fever's down to like 99.3 and then it was Eighty-five or not, not eighty-five? That'd be trouble. Ninety-nine or ninety-eight point five? But that was after I'd just taken a swig of V eight juice. So I don't know if my voice holds out. My voice holds out. I uh I just think it's kind of cool that I can do this show from up here. That means I can come up here more often, more frequently. So there is that. Okay, let's. Uh, it's enough about me whining and all of that. Nothing can be done. I'm going to have to isolate. I'll talk to my dad after the show and see if we should... Uh, like, if he wants us to leave, we'll leave. If he wants me to just isolate, because nobody else seems to have anything, um, then I'll isolate and watch movies on my iPad. So, there you go. Okay, so the, uh, the noise that you heard last night was all of the liberal media crying. Crying uncontrollably that the loss of Liz Cheney it's she's gone. The, the media's favorite Democrat. Who are they going to elevate now? They had John McCain. They used John McCain. They, God, they loved John McCain. Except for when John McCain didn't do what. When John McCain actually was a Republican every once in a while, they hated John McCain. 2008, they hated, hated John McCain. Remember, he was a monster. He was a, a racist. He was a horrible, horrible SOB back in 2008, because he was running against Barack Obama. Now he's he's gone, but once he lost to Barack Obama, he became the Democrats' favorite Republican again. It's weird how that works. All you have to do is 100% acquiesce and obey to them, and they will love you. Stray from that, and they will hate you forever and ever and ever until the next time you're a useful tool to them. That's what they do. Well, with John McCain gone, they needed a new Republican to pretend to give a damn about. And it was Liz Cheney. Oh, boy, howdy, and holy frank, and Anna. They absolutely loved Liz Cheney. She was so brave. So brave. Adam Kitzinger, forget about it. Adam Kitzinger's a waste of time. He is, uh, you know, he doesn't count. He's the other Republican on that committee. He's the other never-Trumper out there who instead of deciding to be humiliated he uh <laughs> he decided to retire but it didn't work out well for liz she really really desperately tried to <sighs> she really desperately tried to matter you got to you know that's the thing about liz cheney her biggest problem is that she couldn't let go. She became just as obsessed as every other Democrat with Donald Trump. She became just as obsessed as every media Democrat with Donald Trump. She just did. That's what they did. That's where they came from. That's where they are. Donald Trump did all the sun. It's raining today. Damn that Donald Trump. What the hell does that? Doesn't matter. Everything is the fault of Don, my COVID. The fault of Donald Trump. He came over while I was sleeping and breathed on me. Coughed in my face. That S.O.B. Donald Trump. And you're sitting there and you're going, okay, at some point, I get the Democrats do it. I get the Democrats. Democrats have nothing else. What else are they going to run on? Hey, look at the economy. No, you don't want to look at the economy. Hey, gas prices. Gas prices are down. Yeah, they're still more than a dollar up. The, actually, they've more than doubled almost since. And especially here in northern Michigan, it's still over four bucks a gallon. So... um. Maybe you're not doing such a great job. We don't want to talk about the economy. They don't want to talk about inflation. They don't want to talk about gas prices. So they talk about Donald Trump. Liz Cheney is supposed to be a Republican. Now, she can hate Donald Trump all she wants. But at some point, she should be a Republican on top of it, shouldn't she? At some point, she should be talking about whatever the problems are that Joe Biden has caused in Wyoming. They're the same as everywhere else. She should be out there making that case. Instead, she doesn't. Or if she does, what she ends up doing is getting questions, right? She gets questions about Donald Trump nonstop because she's on the January 6th committee. At some point, you just got to go, hey, you know what? I, uh, I don't want to talk about Donald Trump. I want to talk about inflation and how it is impacting the people of Wyoming. She never did that, not as far as I saw. She always took the bait. She couldn't take the, not take the bait. It was very Pavlovian in what she did. So that single-mindedness cost her. Like I, think, I think if she had multitasked she, uh, multitasked, she probably would have still lost. But she wouldn't have lost by so much. She wouldn't have created the animosity that she did, she also, her her big biggest problem, I think, was meeting people who were responding to people who didn't like what she was doing with contempt. With contempt. Do you expect that from a Democrat? You don't expect that from a Republican. So she's out. She got tossed out. It wasn't even close. I think she got like 28%, 28% change. A 30-point margin of loss for her. By the way, another pro tip, Liz, if you're going to run a campaign ad featuring your dad or actually any campaign ad, you should probably talk about what you want to do for the people of Wyoming, not how you want to attack Donald Trump, how you want to prevent Donald Trump from ever becoming president again. And you might want to just mention, and this is crazy, stick with me here, you might just want to mention the state of Wyoming. The campaign ad that her dad did for her. One minute of him saying, we're very proud of Liz. She's great. She's standing up to Donald Trump. Somebody's got it. Donald Trump is the biggest threat to democracy ever. Blah, blah, blah. And you go, all right. Okay. Fine. But, uh, what is she running for? Uh, they never says, never says she's running for the House of Representatives from the state of Wyoming. So oops. What's really funny. I'm going to play you this clip from CNN. <clears throat> This cracks me up. Allison Camerata this morning. These people, I swear to God, they, if you created fiction with people this dumb, nobody would believe you. Your publisher would tell you, look, you've got to tone this down. People aren't this stupid, all right? You've got to really dial this back. But in reality, the people on cable television, the teleprompter readers, particularly the news readers, more so than the opinion people, the opinion people tend to give their opinion, so they have to have one. It might not be the most educated opinion, but it is an opinion that they have come to on their own. The news readers, every once in a while, they uh, they go off teleprompter, and they say incredibly stupid things. I want you to hear Alison Camerata. She used to be on Fox years ago. Now she's on CNN, talking about the defeat of Liz Cheney. What does Liz Cheney losing her primary mean, good Lord, mean for democracy? A close
1: watch on Wyoming and what happens there tonight could add to a trend, and that is election deniers winning primaries around the nation. What does that mean for our democracy and the risk of more chaos like what we saw on January 6th?
0: What does that mean for our democracy, people winning? What does it mean? Uh, well, it means that the person who got the most votes won, Allison. It means that the person who got the most votes won. I would think that that would be a uh, pretty important aspect of democracy. Wouldn't you? Yeah, just spitball in here for a second. But I think that um, you know the person with the most votes by a lot winning, Means that our democracy is working. Call me crazy. But that's the way I see it. Now, the winner last night was Harriet Hageman. She put it quite plainly in her victory speech. uh, I'm going to play a little clip here for you. It is. This is a very short clip. This has got the media very upset, the left-wing media very upset, so nasty, so negative. If she had lost somehow, they would have been wildly negative about her. They would have mocked her ceaselessly. But because she won, they're like, oh, no, she's terrible. You heard Alison Cameron. What does it mean for a democracy that somebody like this gets a majority vote? Well, it means that democracy is function- functioning. And Harriet Hageman puts it in uh, pretty plain terms here.
1: What? Has drawn a line in the sand that if we put you in power, you will be accountable to us, you will answer to us, and you will do what is in our best interests. And if you don't, we will fire you.
0: Right. That's the way it should be. We will fire you if you don't, you do what we want. You do what we need done. You don't go off on your hunt for a white whale. Oh, Donald Trump, you're, you're suddenly Ahab and you can't function as a human being, uh, because you just despise Donald Trump so much. Sorry, Liz. You lose. You know, she was a very conservative member. She's still a member through January 3rd. She was a very conservative member of the House of Representatives. But she became single-mindedly obsessed with Donald Trump, and she couldn't control herself. Now, how delusional did she get? I want to play you a clip of her concession speech. She refers to, well, she compares herself to Ulysses Grant after the Battle of the Wilderness in the Civil War. You want to talk about delusional. She should have been defeated for this alone
1: in May of 1864 after years of war and a string of reluctant Union generals Ulysses S. Grant met General Lee's forces at the Battle of the Wilderness in two days of heavy fighting the Union suffered over 17,000 casualties at the end of that battle General Grant faced a choice most assumed he would do what previous Union generals had, had done and retreat. On the evening of May 7th, Grant began to move. As the fires of the battle still smoldered, Grant rode to the head of the column. He rode to the intersection of Brock Road and Orange Plank Road. And there, as the men of his army watched and waited, instead of turning north back towards Washington and safety, Grant turned his horse south toward Richmond and the heart of Lee's army. Refusing to retreat... He pressed on to victory. Lincoln and Grant and all who fought in our nation's tragic civil war, including my own great-great-grandfathers, saved our union. Their courage saved freedom. And if we listen closely, they are speaking to us down the generations. We must not idly squander what so many have fought and died for.
0: She really thinks a lot of herself. And this is why she lost. This is why she deserved to lose. What did she do for the people of Wyoming? How did she repre- She she thinks she is the protector of the people of Wyoming, protecting them from the big bad man, the big orange man bad, but they didn't want to be protected from orange man bad. They wanted to be protected from an open southern border. They wanted to be protected from the fentanyl that rolls across the southern border. They wanted to be protected from the inflation that Joe Biden hath wrought. They wanted to be protected from the high gas prices that they can't afford and the high food prices that they can't afford. And instead, Liz Cheney was doing what? She was out there chasing Donald Trump. It wasn't like Donald Trump was running away. He was there. And she couldn't do it. She couldn't catch him. None of the Democrats... Could catch him. That committee was a complete and total waste of time. Yet she is now contemplating a run for the presidency, which I think is absolutely hilarious. There are people out there. It's Larry Hogan Lane. If Liz Cheney runs, Larry Hogan is out. They're both competing for the same 20% of Republicans. And uh, it won't work out for them. Either one of them. It won't work out for both of them for sure. It could theoretically work out for one of them if they manage to do it that way. But Uh, I doubt that they would do it. Imagine a Hogan-Cheney ticket or a Cheney-Hogan ticket. God help us all. But yeah, it is political suicide, not because she hated Donald Trump, although that didn't help. It was political suicide because she couldn't do anything else but hate Donald Trump. So in that sense, it's wildly deserved. Well, the media lost one, I guess... Person fan, how do you call it? Celebrity, one person that they love, they gained another. There's a new now an openly gay football player, or whatever. Carl Nassib, Washington Post. Carl Nassib, NFL's first openly gay active player, set to rejoin Bucks. Rejoin the Bucks. Honestly, do people really care about these sorts of things? I, I don't think they do. I don't think normal people do. I don't think you sit there and you're, if you're into, if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you go, oh, I can't like them anymore because they have a gay guy. And if you're, you're not into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, then suddenly they go, oh, they have a gay guy. So now I'm totally into football. I don't think that that works that way. The Buccaneers coach Todd Bowles appeared to confirm multiple reports that Tampa Bay was signing Carl Nassib, a free agent defensive end who is the NFL's first openly gay active player. Wasn't there some guy named Sam, something or other, or something Sam? He was drafted or wasn't drafted? He got invited to it. They uh, they went nuts about this guy. Oh, he, they didn't invite, they didn't draft him because he's gay. And then they said, okay, we'll invite him to training camp, and he. Just he didn't last very long. He wasn't very good. Being good in college, one of the football things about football is if you're good in college, that doesn't mean you're going to be good in the pros. And weirdly, if you're you're just okay in college, you could end up being great in the pros. Tom Brady, you know, I'll say it. Tom Brady wasn't awesome. He was good. He was definitely good. You're, you're quarterback for the University of Michigan. You're good. But you're not, he wasn't great. He wasn't, my God, he wasn't, you know, I don't think he was even considered a finalist for the Heisman. Just was And how many Heisman Trophy winners went on to non-stellar NFL careers? Tim Tebow comes to mind. Just didn't. You can like Tim Tebow all you want. But when it came to translating the skills he had in college, it it didn't work in the pros for whatever reason. Now, was there bias against him? Probably. But if he had thrown, if every game he played in was like the one playoff game where he marched Denver down the field and won the playoff game for them, if everything he did was like that, he would have been in the pros. Doesn't matter how much they hated him. Doesn't matter how much they hated him. They would have tolerated him because he would have, you know, won games. He didn't. So this guy being gay, who cares? Quote, we look forward to him coming here, Bull said of Naseeb to Reporters Tuesday. Naseeb previously paid for the Buccaneers in 2018 and 2019. Then he signed in free agency with the Las Vegas Raiders and was a member of that organization in June 2021, when he made history by coming out. Made history. All oh, it was history was made. Quote, I'm a pretty private person, Naseeb said. Then in a video he shared online. So I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. I just think that representation and visibility are so important. Well, you are actually doing it for attention then. You're doing it for, you know, you say it's the noblest of causes for the attention in the noble way, but you're doing it for attention. If you you really believe representation, if you think that there's a whole bunch of gay kids out there going, I couldn't play football, I'm gay. And then suddenly they go, there's a gay guy playing football, I can do that. You're crazy. I don't believe we live in a world where people do that. I think we live in a world where people who, yeah, let me think of how I want to put this. I think we live in a world where people are very self-interested, self-important, particularly when it comes to public professions. And so you have this situation where the first of something, the first is really the first three of something, and now we've sadly gone to like it's the eighth whatever of this. But I think those people like to think that there's something special. Everybody wants to be Neil Armstrong. There's really only one Neil Armstrong. I'm sorry. If you think that somebody you have somebody who looks like you has to have done something before you realize you can do it, then somewhere in your childhood you were you were robbed of of what is good about life. Just saying. Just saying. So you got Kamala Harris. Oh, she's the first black woman, the first uh, Asian woman to serve, and the first woman to serve as Vice President of the United States. It doesn't matter. She's an idiot. Okay? She's an idiot. Everybody should have known that anybody could have achieved that office if they were, you know, elected. If they were, if they hitched their wagon to somebody who won the presidency. It doesn't matter. Didn't Were there people out there going, oh my God, there's no way a black woman could ever be vice president of the United States. And suddenly, go, oh my God, there's a black woman, a vice president of the United States. Uh, a whole new world has opened up to me. I had no idea. I don't believe that human beings are like that. I can't believe human beings are like that. And I know liberals out there all say, well, that's your white privilege, your white male privilege, your this, that, and the other thing. Privilege. Whatever it's it says more about your upbringing not society that you don't believe you can do something unless somebody who looks like you who shares irrelevant characteristics with you does it first it says something about you it says something about your upbringing there are plenty of things where i look at it and i go there's no way in hell i'm ever going to do that doesn't matter that i'm a white guy that a whole bunch of white guys did it I'm never going to be a uh, an NFL quarterback. I am never going to do that. I am never going to hoist the Stanley Cup over my... I'd love to. I've I'd, I'd never hoist the Stanley Cup over my head because I want it. Maybe someday I'll get invited to a a party where the Stanley Cup is. If I know somebody who has a, you know a team who wins the Stanley Cup. But I will never have my name engraved on the Stanley Cup. I'll never go to the moon. I'll never go to space. I get that. I'll never captain a ship. I'll never dive into the ocean with a knife in my teeth, ready to fight a shark or whatever the hell you do when you do that. There are lots of things I won't do that white people have been doing for a very long time. People need to just get over their damn selves. So who cares? Now the real question is, is this guy good enough to play in the NFL? I don't know anything about him several uh, back to the post story several nfl players saluted him at the time as did a number of league officials and advocates for lgbtq issues in a message to nasib uh, nasib yumi Yokomiyama, a national women's soccer player who came out as a transgender man president biden wrote quote i'm so proud of your courage because of you Countless kids around the world are seeing themselves in a new light today. No, they're not. If you don't believe you can do something because nobody else has done it, talk to your parents and find out why they raised you wrong. Talk to your parents and figure out why it is that they taught you that you have limitations on yourself because of your irrelevant characteristics. And then refuse to play by that game. Do yourself a favor and refuse to play by that game. Another defensive end, the story concludes, Michael Sam had blazed a trail by coming out before the 2014 NFL draft. He was subsequently selected in the seventh round by the St. Louis Rams, but released before the start of the season and never played a regular season snap in the NFL. Okay, I misremembered it. Sam became the first openly gay player in the Canadian Football League when he took the field August 2015 For the Montreal Alulets or something like that. See? Now uh, there were gay kids across the country going, I could play in the Canadian Football League. All I have to do is learn the metric system. No, no, no. Honest to God. This guy's going to be a hero. This guy's going to be a hero. Who honestly cares about this? I don't know if he's any good or what, but it would be nice. If we could just get past this is why I always say I wish three of every configuration of human being would just do everything, do everything and have done with it, get it over with. And then he's you got the first one of the disease, the second one, there's a third one. And then by the time you get to the fourth one, you go, "Eh, you know what, it's done. It's done. Who cares? Well, I don't think so. Anyway. Oh, you know, I'm looking at the Internet this morning. I'm surfing the, uh, the Twitter machine and in the interwebs to see if uh, what's going on in the world. The UK Daily Mail, they, if you follow the UK Daily Mail on Twitter, you have to. They do these things, warning graphic content right at the beginning of their tweet. But then there's the graphic content right there. Like you can't you see the words warning graphic content and then you see the pictures. The monkeypox picture. Guy had his nose eaten off or, I don't know, flaked apart or whatever. It was just a disgusting picture. I looked away as quickly as I could. But they do this all the time. And you're sitting there going, what in the hell? And now at the Drudge Report, there's another. Porn star reveals timeline of monkeypox syndrome. Yeah, uh, you're a porn star. That's kind of how this stuff. There's never a orthodontist who uh, minds their own business, happily in a monogamous relationship or celibate for years is suffering from monkeypox. You don't see that. If our government would just get honest about what in the hell is going on, things would be so much better. People would be in much better shape than they are right now. Gay people, the people the LGBTQRS TUVWXY XYZ mafia, they just say, "Hey, look. You're going to be you're susceptible to monkeypox." And here's why. It's exchanged in fluids. Don't exchange any fluids for a couple of weeks. Let's let this thing die off. Maybe crazy thought here. Get to know somebody before you have sex with them gay men. And then you will significantly reduce your risks of your nose being eaten off by monkeypox. <laughs> no. you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. They won't do that. Actually, they won't do that. That's the difference. They won't do that. Uh, this one I I saw this morning and I thought this is this real is this real We'll get to Joe Biden coming up in a, a minute here, but you want to talk about? Remember when the remember when the left went absolutely crazy when Donald Trump said that there were asshole countries and people were coming here from asshole countries and maybe we shouldn't have a whole bunch of people coming here from asshole countries because the implication was S asshole countries have asshole cultures and the left went oh my god there are no and uh, I remember CNN went nuts every time Donald Trump swore CNN took it as an opportunity like children to swear on the air now you're on cable you're not subject to FCC rules so you could say whatever the hell you want they just you know they don't want you to swear a whole bunch because it's stupid and if you I don't know if you're trying to convey the news and you can't if you're trying to be professional you can't convey it in a professional way. What you're doing, you're uh, you're probably not that bright, you know. Well, they they, you're, they got giddy about it, and they're saying asshole this and asshole that and S-O, asshole, and, and they just went nuts for it. There are no asshole countries. We were told there are no asshole cultures. Who do you think you are? You are uh, some sort of monster, perhaps history's greatest, sitting out there. Declaring other cultures to be inferior to yours. Well, this story from the UK Guardian. A Saudi student at Leeds University who has returned home to the kingdom for a holiday has been sentenced to 34 years in prison for having a Twitter account and for following and retweeting dissidents and activists. Isn't that lovely? I, having a tw- Look, now... I could agree maybe with punishing people for having a Twitter account to some degree, but uh, this is a bit much, don't you think the sentencing by Saudi's special terrorist court was handed down weeks after U S president Joe Biden's visit to Saudi Arabia, which human rights activists had warned could embolden the kingdom to escalate its crackdown on dissidents and other pro-democracy activists 34 years for having a Twitter account. Now, You think, that's an asshole country. That is an asshole culture. What in the hell is wrong with Saudi Arabia? And how are they doing? What is going on? Well, might I remind you that January 6th defendants are going on a year and a half in solitary confinement without having been convicted of anything, some of them. That people are being sentenced to two years in prison for trespassing. Not for violently fighting police officers. If you want to throw the book at somebody who violently fought with police officers, I'm okay with that. But if you want to throw the book at somebody who walked in and took some selfies in the rotunda in the U.S. Capitol, I got a problem with that. I got a real problem with that. So you sit there and you go, well, Saudi Arabia is kind of an asshole country, an asshole culture. What does that say about us? What does that say about what Democrats are doing to our country and our culture? I don't think it says very good things. I don't think it says very good things at all. That's just me. I could be wrong. That is all for today, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget about patreon.com slash podcast, and for DerekHunter.Locals.com. Uh, who else would still do a show for you while they have COVID? Huh? Nobody. So I appreciate it, any support you got, and we'll be back tomorrow with the second half of The Price is Right. Have a great one.